Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 108 of the Tosu Weed Wrestling Podcast. Yes, indeed, we are about to hop into a lot of topics. Uh, we got WWE possibly being sold to uh, Fox or ESPN. We're about to hop into that. The Apollo crew is push. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? We gotta hop into some impacts of AEW's NXT as well. A lot of things to look at, but first you can find me at linktr.ee slash two sweet pod. That's the number two sweet pod on Twitter as well at two sweet pod at omg Corey B. So we're gonna hop into this thing. We're gonna get into the Impact Rebellion uh, AEW NXT reviews to end the show so if you want to skip directly to those i'll have the time stamps uh listed so check check out for that look out for that but first we are gonna start ladies and gentlemen with the startling rumor of a wwe cell so this comes from dutch mantel of all places not a news source or what have you but it is Dutch Mantel. I really don't think Dutch Mantel is in the business of making things up. But nonetheless, he said, he put out a tweet. Huge news. And the truth to this, overheard directly out of WWE Stanford, is that a deal is being negotiated to sell WWE and the network to ESPN and Fox by as early as mid-May. So, this is... This is interesting, man. Um, Dutch Mantel says he heard this. Like I said, I don't think necessarily Dutch Mantel is in the business of making things up. But I'm just here to talk about the news. And let's say it did go down. Look, man, if this actually did go down, if Vince McMahon actually did so, WWE, excuse me, to ESPN and Fox, I would be absolutely shocked. Now, the rumors have been out there. You know, you've heard rumors in the past. You know, what if WWE sold to Disney? And, you know, those rumors have been out there. But I've always been the one to say that Vince McMahon is going to be running this thing until he, he is no longer able, physically able to run it. That's just what I think about it. Uh, I Also, I've always said that once Vince is out of the way, the company would be better off, in my opinion. Like, if a, if a sale did go down, I am one to say that, you know what, Vince would be gone. Like, I cannot imagine Vince selling the company and then taking orders from somebody else. Like, Vince McMahon just doesn't get down like that. If he's selling WWE, he is out. So, I would think that, you know what, it would be down to Triple H to Stephanie McMahon. Maybe Shane McMahon maybe maybe be thrown into in there somehow. I think the company would be better off. Triple H can run the wrestling side of things. I uh, you know what from the business aspect, you know what? Vince McMahon, I'll give him this I give him credit. I hear Vince McMahon is a hell of a businessman, bruh. You cannot put that by him. He's uh, accomplished some great things for WWE as it pertains to the business aspect. So we'll see who would fill his shoes in there from a business standpoint. But from a wrestling standpoint, I think the company would be just fine. In fact, I think it would be better. Uh, these, like these, this rumor is quite the interesting one in a time where not much wrestling uh, news is going down. To be quite honest, 
But you know what? At this stage, it's not really a report. It's just a rumor. Once somebody uh, notable uh, actually puts out a report on it, you know, we can there, maybe there will be some legs behind this. But as it stands right now, it is a very interesting rumor. We'll see how it all turns out going forward. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, Apollo Crews, like. Dude, Apollo Crews has always been one of the wrestlers in WWE that I felt like, you know what? They called him up too early to begin with. And there's just so much talent there. They just have to use him right. He just has to be serious and stop smiling. And uh, you know what? You can, you can have a star there. And as shown on Monday Night Raw, after he got the win in the triple threat match to start, uh, Monday Night Raw versus the Vega Boys. Uh, we had him backstage and he just pimp slapped poor Andrade. He didn't backhand him now. He really slapped the crap out of him though. Uh, so that set up an Andrade Apollo Crews match on Monday Night Raw for the United States Championship. And you know what? I'm thinking. Soon as they made the match, I'm like, okay, Apollo Crews is getting some run here, but eh, I don't know how this is gonna turn out. You know, Andrade can't afford to lose another match. You know, Apollo Crews is just really getting this quote-unquote push getting going. He can't really afford to lose. So I thought that an unclean finish was the way to go. And what we got was an excellent matchup. And what we got was Andrade, excuse me, what we got was Apollo hurting his knee and not being able to continue the match. And you know what? I thought that that was a good call. Uh, much props to Paul Heyman or whoever it was that booked it. Um, Apollo is now going to be out of the Money in the Bank matchup. And you know what? I think that they are doing a good job with Apollo Crews for once. Like, they are taking the guy seriously for once. All he needed was a shot to be taken seriously. Not being some joke uh, faction. Uh, not be doing anything that's of irrelevance. Like, you give the guy something to do and he can make it happen. And I really think that this guy's on the way to, to the United States Championship. Ah, uh, and, and a, a feud with Andrade and Apollo would be outstanding. I am very much here for that. I'm very much here for Selena playing the fool to Apollo to keep him away from the United States Championship. They have a legit storyline here that they can go off of whenever they decide to bring Apollo Crews back. So, speaking of people that has come back, Jinder Mahal. Uh, he came back, got a win on Monday Night Raw, and to the surprise of me, a lot of people were very excited to have him back. Like, I guess it's the fan, you know what, you've been gone for so long, you're back now, we miss you. Like, we, we give you that we miss you pop, and I guess that's what was going on on Twitter. But, nevertheless, a lot of people are saying, you know what? I want Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. And I am here to say that uh, not yet. Where I would, uh, what uh, the question I would have is does Drew, does, excuse me, does Jinder, Maca, Jinder Mahal belong straight into the World Championship title scene or should he be uh, fighting for a mid card title? 
And I want to say that let's build this dude up to the mid-card championship or to a mid-card championship feud, not necessarily the title yet. Uh, I am one to say that I feel the same way that I felt about Jinder Mahal before. Uh, Jinder Mahal, I feel the same way that I feel about him now than I did before. Excuse me, I am just not that excited about the guy. That's just me. Uh, he looks to be in great shape. Uh, you know what? I'm willing to give him a chance, but straight to the main championship. And a main championship feud with Drew McIntyre, not yet in my opinion. Let's build him up slowly. If he gains momentum, then you know what? Eventually down the road, then he could come back to a world championship feud. Just not right now. I'm just not all that interested in Jinder Mahal. That's just my take. I wish him the best, however. So moving on, people, uh, speaking of people that I wish the best, Kane Velasquez. It came out that WWE released Kane Velasquez, and I gotta say, man, when I seen this news, on some levels I was ticked, man, because okay, I said at the time, you know what, this ain't gonna work. Right when Kane Velasquez came out on the very first episode of Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, and he got into it with Brock Lesnar, I said this is not gonna work. And you know what? It did not work. It was a horrible signing on WWE's part, and it just failed. And whether that's on WWE or Kane Velasquez, I'm willing to say that it's on WWE because the man's first match was just an extended squash to Brock Lesnar in Saudi Arabia. Man, like he was dead and done right then and there. So. The main reason I got ticked off was this. Kofi Kingston's title reign was for nothing, man. Like, well, I won't say for nothing. The way that he lost in six seconds was for nothing. That's where I'm going with here. Like, he lost in six seconds to Brock Lesnar just so that they, that they could get to Brock Lesnar versus Kane Velasquez. Only for them to run one match of that and only for them to release him afterwards like yeah that makes me upset i'm not happy to see that <sighs> maybe kane velasquez will turn up in another promotion we'll see moving on uh we had a report come out from russell votes the russell votes twitter account and it says that hearing from a few different source sources that wwe is willing to grant a release to just about anyone who requests one uh, basically, if a talent wants out, they could go. I uh, will be interested to see if anyone really does want out, especially during this uncertain time. Look, I'm not here to slam Russell Votes because they are a very credible account. They've come out with some very credible reports that have been true in the past. I'm just here to say that I am here to react to the news, and I do not believe this one. That is just me. I am not buying that just about anyone can get out if they want. Like, I I'm, I just can't buy that one. That is just my opinion. Like, I can't imagine a Dolph Ziggler coming to WWE and saying, you know what? I want out of here. And them saying, well, okay, just cool then. You you can you can you can have out. Like, if there's somebody that's in backstage not getting used somewhere in catering, and then they say, you know what, I want out. I can see that happening, but just about anyone, like, I do not see that one happening, ladies and gentlemen. So, moving on, 
we have a little bit of AEW news here and something that I am uh, excited about and cannot wait to see ladies and gentlemen ah this should be very very interesting it comes from pw insider they say that the company has a lot of plans to use the matt hardy broken universe uh in the coming weeks uh we have matt hardy and kenny omega set to have a street fight versus Chris Jericho and Sam Guevara next week on AEW Wrestling. So I don't know if that's going to be in the Mercury Universe or not, but I am very excited about this. I have I have been one to say as soon as Matt Hardy signed on with AEW, I said that, look, man, you have got to use the, the Hardy compound like it was used in Impact Wrestling. So I am very excited about this. I hope that, you know what, the tag team match next week, I hope that it is a cinematic match. That's what we're calling them nowadays. Uh, used at the uh, Hardy compound. We shall see how it turns out. I am very excited to see where all of this goes going forward. So moving on, we're gonna move on, move on into the Impact Rebellion Night Two uh, review, and we had Chris Bay versus Rohit Raju uh, versus Suicide versus Trey, and I gotta say that this was an outstanding matchup, man, and a tried and true method, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, put the cruiserweights first uh, at, the, at the start of the pay-per-view. Let them knock down and let them have an awesome matchup. These guys absolutely tore it up. It was the perfect match to start the show. Some great action going on throughout. I love the multiple standing switches that started the matchup. Uh, the Chris Bay suicide dive. Trey had a sweet tope on all of the competitors. This was an excellent matchup. You couldn't go wrong with the result in my opinion, but they went with the best result. Chris Bay picks up the victory and I am super, super high on this dude. And like I see X Division Championship in this guy's future. This has been a guy that I've been that I had, excuse me, been waiting for someone to sign Impact, sign him, and they are I won't necessarily say putting the rocket on him yet, but we'll see how it turns out. Uh, he looks well on his way to the Impact Championship, the Impact uh, X Division Championship as it stands right now. And I am super excited about that. The guy it has tremendous talent. And we'll say, man, I'm very excited to see how this goes. I am hoping for a Chris Bay trade rivalry down the road myself. That's just me. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we had Cousin Jake versus Joseph Prime. And this had the unfortunate. Uh, circumstance of following that X Division matchup and normally I say this when there are fans involved but as it would turn out it applies when there are no fans as well look they had to follow a great matchup and this wasn't necessarily a bad matchup it just came after that X Division matchup I, it was an okay matchup but I never really got all that into it at the end of the day Joseph P Ryan picks up the victory and his storyline moves on. We'll see what happened with what happens with cousin Jake moving forward. But Joseph P. Ryan picks up the victory 
here. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we had the Full Metal Mayhem match, Havoc versus Rosemary. I was very, very excited about this one. Uh, we had some creative spots in this matchup. Uh, the staple gun was broken out right at the beginning of the match. Uh, we had Rosemary using it, Havoc using it, and uh, we had a chain involved as well. Poor Havoc almost got choked out. And we had a rogue appearance from Nevaeh, and I'm not quite sure who Nevaeh is. I'm not quite sure on her ring work. I've seen her on Twitter, but we'll see how she comes in, uh, how she factors into the already stacked knockouts division uh, moving forward. Uh, we had a lot of, like I said, creative spots where Rosemary pulled out the hard hat uh, to avoid what I think was either a garbage can shot uh, from... from uh, Havoc, yes, it was a trash can lead shot from, from Havoc, if I'm not mistaken. She pulled out a hard hat and reversed it. That was very creative. I don't think that I've ever seen that done in wrestling history. Uh, but at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, Rosemary would pick up the win here. And I got to say that, you know what? I'm happy with the result. The match itself was pretty physical. It wasn't as... Uh, physical or as grotesque as I would have wanted a full Metal Mayhem match, but I did enjoy it. I did like it. It did get time, and I'm very invested into Rosemary already, so I, I like the Nevada tease. I want to see where that goes, and I think it's about time to back the Rosemary back into this knockout championship race. That is just my opinion. So moving on to the main event, ladies and gentlemen, we had Big Mike come out and Michael Elgin is there. He's ready to compete, but clearly Eddie Edwards and Tessa are not here. So I'm sitting there saying, okay, what's going to happen here? And we get a appearance from Moose of all people. And he comes out with the TNA heavyweight championship. And you know what? He's ready to compete. He gets into Mike Elgin's face. Mike Elgin calls him a mid-card comedy act, and that brings out Hernandez. And if you know me well enough, you know that I'm a huge Hernandez fan, man. I really like this singles run. Obviously, I love LAX, but I love this singles run in TNA as well. So we had ourselves a triple threat match, and it wasn't announced for the TNA Heavyweight Championship, but it looked like, you know, I assumed that it was for the TNA Heavyweight Championship. So, what we have here was three hosses, and what we had here was a hard-hitting matchup. Uh, I love Moose's pop-up powerbomb that uh, eventually led into the ultimate Moose. How about that? Pulling out the ultimate warrior splash, that was pretty decent. Uh, the double German suplex was a sixth spot here as well. Uh, from Hernandez and Elgin onto Moose. And toward the end of the match, I'm thinking... You know what, Big Mike is going to get the win here, but surprise, surprise, Moose pulls out the victory uh, over Hernandez with the spear and the no jackhammer needed spear, excuse me, and he wins and we shall see uh, as Moose defended the TNA title, does that put him in position uh, to face off with... Uh, Tessa Blanchard for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. I don't know. We'll see how it goes going forward. Like, uh, maybe they were put into a tough spot here, so they had to go with what they went with. Moose picks up the win. We shall see how it goes going 
forward. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to move on to the AEW uh, and uh, NXT review. Excuse me. And first up, we're going to start with AEW. As always, we had Darby All-In versus Cody Rhodes. The TV <laughs> TNT title tournament. Uh, coming up here, and what we got here was an excellent matchup. I love, look, I'm an old school fan. We had Darby going for the chop block, and we had some limb targeting in this match. Of course, we had a brandy bump, as always, in a big time Cody Rhodes matchup. And like, we need to start doing away with those. But I love the fact that Darby Allen went after the knee went with a modified indian deathlock i love that and he was just really working over cody's knee had a figure four in there as well ah and eventually brandy comes back down and she comes back down with with a bottle of water like what is she giving cody Rhodes bottle of water for like that was weird at the end of the day we had some good back and forth uh teases cody excuse me darby allen had the crossroads on cody Rhodes, and that got a near fall but at the end of the match here's the one thing i did not the two things i did not like about the match darby allen hits the coffin drop and eventually his shoulders are down to the mat and cody Rhodes picks up the victory that way like it was not a good finish for me. I did not like the finish. I did not like the result of Darby all in losing. I thought that this guy should have won the championship. He was on a heck of a roll. And I think that, you know what, AEW really should have gone with that. They really should have put in the title on Darby Allen. But Cody Rhodes picks up the victory here. I don't hate the result. I just do not like it. I really thought that Darby should have won there. Moving on, Scorpio Sky had a promo which he was a uh, video package that which he was saying that you know what he's never satisfied and he wants to go on to be a legend in AEW. They've been really doing a great job with Scorpio Sky in these promos. I've really enjoyed all of them. Moving on, MJF had a promo. He talked about how he now has a nick the neck of all things. This guy is really going all out with these fake injuries. They are doing a great job with MJF. Just the job well done with this guy. Ah, moving on, we have Musa versus Wardlow, and this was an extended squash match. As soon as I seen the opponents, I said, oh, man, the brother about to get wrecked, and the brother got wrecked. Ah, Wardlow picks up the victory here, and what was, yeah, basically an extended squash match we had. Moving on from that, we had the Bubbly Butch. We had the Manitoba Melee, which this was extremely well done. AEW is just doing a phenomenal job with the Bubbly Bunch. We had so many people involved. We had Chris Jericho's dad involved, Virgil, Vicky Guerrero, uh, people, Sonny Kiss. We had nearly everyone involved here. Job well done by AEW again. A Manitoba Melee, everyone a virtual fight. It was so well done. Moving on, we had Jimmy Havoc. And Kip Sabian versus the best friends in a no DQ match. And this was an excellent matchup. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, we had so many great spots here. I uh, have it through a chair at OC. We had a lot of people get involved. Uh, at the end of the day, the best friends picked up the victory in what was a very physical matchup. Job well done there. I enjoyed every bit of it. Moving on, we had Britt Baker 
in her promo she talked about uh, she had Rebel as a makeup artist and she talked about her steps to being a role model role model and this was so well done ladies and gentlemen she talked about people wearing glasses uh, fat people and she really ripped on Tony Schiavone very badly here like this was a great job by Hill so well done by Britt Baker excuse me moving on ladies and gentlemen we had Sean Spears versus Baron Black and what was an extended squash match Sean Spears picks up the victory I did that come on baby Chris Jericho pin I really like that a whole lot so job well done by him moving on we have Brody Lee versus Marco Stunt. This was a beatdown. Like, there's really no need to go through this one as well. Brody Lee picks up the victory there. We had a Moxley promo. He talked about winning the title. The stuff that he was thankful for. He was thankful for his wife for putting up with him. And he said that he would be at AEW programming next week. I'm very excited to see that. Moving on, we had the main event. We had Dustin Rose versus Lance Archer. Lance Archer pounded him to begin the match. Dustin Rose was busted open with a chair. This was a very, very good match. Toward the end, we had QT Marshall try to throw in the towel, but Cody wasn't having any of that. And Lance Archer picked up the picked up the win with the EVD claw. This was very well done. I gotta give AEW their props. They're building towards Lance Archer and Cody Rhodes. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we will get that in the finals at double or nothing for the TNT championship. So this was an excellent show for AEW job. Well done. Moving on to NXT. We had Swerve Scott versus El Hijo Del Fantasma. Ah, we had an excellent Swerve Springboard Frankensteiner here. Uh, this was a very well done back and forth matchup that I very much enjoyed. The uh, El Hijo Diamond Splash, that got a near fall. This was an excellent matchup. Swerve would go on to pick up the win with the Crucifix. And this tournament has just been phenomenal. Uh, after this, we had the Masked Men. They tried to cap capture El Hijo Adel Fantasma, and he escaped them. This storyline is still going on. I have no idea what's going on with it, but it is going on. We shall see how it turns out. Moving on, we had Candice LeRae with Johnny Gargano as her ring announcer. Uh, taking on Casey Kenton Zero. I thought that Johnny Gargano just did an excellent job as a heel here. And Candice LeRae did an excellent job as a heel here. I like the makeover of Candice LeRae, the different look, the different music. I enjoyed that she has her own finisher now, not the Gargano Escape. And it's called the Wicked Stepsister. She picked up the win with that. And you know what? I was kind of shaky with this Gargano Candice LeRae thing at first, but you know what? I am starting to like it now. Moving on, we have the Newly Bros show. And a like when I saw this, I said, okay, is this raw or NXT? We had Byron Sexton hosting. And like I did not like this segment whatsoever. The only part I liked about the segment was when he got down to the end and Byron Sexton with Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle. Uh, he says that okay we're gonna go into the speed round here and <laughs> Matt Riddle says you know what speed really isn't my thing <laughs> uh, this brought out Imp the Imperium they put the beat down on Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher that gets that feud going and I'm very interested to see how it turns out uh, moving on we had an Adam Cole promo he said that the dream would be over next week because we are getting Adam Cole versus the Dream next week, Velveteen Dream. I cannot wait to see that one. 
And speaking of matches that I couldn't wait to see, Charlotte versus Mia and Yim. This was a good matchup, but I'm going to tell you the problem I have with it. Um, we had a lot of good spots here. The Mia Tarantula, the Code Red, near Fall, uh, Charlotte trash talking. We, like, I love when the wrestlers trash talk each other without the audience it adds to the match charlotte goes on to pick up the win with the figure eight and i had a lot of people saying that you know what me and yim looked good in the matchup and i'm just sitting there saying look man i'm not here for charlotte's stuff for her to uh, boast over the women's division i don't care if the women look good like the women should be battling it out with someone that is on the nxt roster not someone that is just passing by that's just my opinion Charlotte picks up the win. Moving on, we had a Scarlet Bardo promo. She said that next week time is up. Tick tock. I cannot wait to see that their debut. Uh, uh, Scarlet Bardo, excuse me, and Carry On Cross, not Killer Cross. So we're going from there. We had Dexter Loomis versus Shane Thorne, and this was another extended squash match. Dexter Loomis picks up the win. They continue to build him, and we'll see how it goes going forward with him. So after that, we had Tony Nese versus Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick looking for his first win in the, the Cruiserweight Tournament. Uh, we started with Tony Nese hammering Drake in the corner. Uh, Drake made a comeback at the trash talk from Tony Nese, and this was a really good matchup. At the end of the day, Drake hits the bulldog from the top rope, and he picks up the victory. I gotta say that they have something special going on with Drake, and they need to lean into it. I wouldn't mind seeing Drake win the thing, the whole thing. That would be nice. So moving on to the main event, we had Keith Lee versus Damian Priest, and this was an outstanding matchup, ladies and gentlemen. We had so many great spots. The overhead press from Keith Lee uh, throw from the crowd to the ring. Uh, we had some great spots. We had a nightstick miss from Damian Priest. At the end of the day, Lee Spirit Lee hits the spirit bomb and he picks up the victory here, ladies and gentlemen. That would get the job done. Keith Lee picks up the victory. That is it for the NXT review. That is it for the AEW review. And that is it for this podcast. Feel free to check me out at 2SweetPOD on Twitter.